0: Ladies and gentlemen, what in the world is going on? You're right here on DC Sports Talk with your man, Lujo. The Washington Redskins come out victorious. This is Victory Monday, and you're here to cook the chicken. Listen, the Skins defeated the Giants yesterday in the Meadowlands with a final score of 20 to 13, but technically, you know how I am, it shouldn't have been that close. The Giants don't get a touchdown until the under the final minute of the game it's 20 to six leading up to that point so i'll give them the six but i tell you if adrian peterson does not fumble the ball on a drive early on in the fourth quarter that's seven points right there at the least give me three so technically this game should have been 23 to 6 27 to 6. we are still leaving points on the field and not getting up by as many points as we should and leaving teams in the game letting them hang around how many folks are tired of of blood pressure issues in the final couple minutes of the game i know i am (laughs) honestly and truly not gonna lie uh but wanted to go over some stats and wanted to go over my grades of offense b minus you still could not put together um drives when you needed them to to put this team away. I give him a B minus. There were some throws that Alex Smith missed. And of course, week over week, there is still some room for growth. So I'm gonna give him a B minus. It should have really been uh, more than 20 points, but hey, it's a win, I'll take it. But the offense has got to do better if you want to go deep into the playoffs. All right, defense, A freaking plus. Are you kidding me? Seven sacks, Matt Ioannidis gets two and a half by his lonesome. Uh, Kerrigan adds another one and a half. Josh Harvey Clemens grabs Eli Manning by the foot and he just falls down. Are you serious? Deron Payne, he gets one. And Jonathan Allen gets one. That's freaking seven sacks. Haven't done that since 2010, I believe. It's been a while. But hey, I'll take it. Two interceptions. DJ Swearinger is playing at a Pro Bowl level right now, and if you disagree, I don't know what you're seeing, but Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder can both see that DJ Swearinger is having a season right now to remember, Sean Taylor-esque, dare I say. All right, special teams, I give them a C. Uh, there was a missed field goal, a 30-yarder that went way wide left that should not have been missed. We got we to clear that up, okay? Okay. Add that to the other field goal or touchdown, technically it should have been even more than that. I give it 30 to six. You should have blew these giants out. They were completely ineffective on offense. Saquon Barkley only rushes for a mere 38 freaking yards. Are you serious? Yes, I am. 38 yards rushing. One of the premier rookie rushers of this NFL generation. And the Redskins hold him to a mere 38 yards rushing. He was open, wide open on a play that uh, us a pass interference play. I'm not sure how he got all the way down the field. Nobody was watching him, but it could have bit us in the back end. But I digress off of that. Defense played lights out. They sacked when they needed to sack. They got interceptions when they needed to get interceptions. The Giants could not get any momentum. We took the lead and never looked back. Coaching, I will give them a C. Gruden and his staff has got to come up with a better game plan. And you got to have some plan B plays back there somewhere. I did see a dig into the playbook where they pulled out the reverse to Paul Richardson. I think he gains about seven yards on that. I like that. Do something like that. A flea flicker. uh, End around. Something fake. Give it to Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, give it back to, to Smitty. Throw it deep to somebody. You got to pull some plays out of your playbook. You can't be so predictable. That Chris Thompson play where they were looking for a first down, they snuffed that out. We all knew he was going to throw it to Chris Thompson. You got to mix it up. So, coaching, I give you a C. Those are my grades for the week. Post game, uh, the Redskins are victorious. I'll take the win, but you got to clean some things up. Let's go to a few stats, shall we? Uh, time of possession, 33 minutes. Redskins to the Giants, 26. First downs, the Redskins 20 to the Giants 18. Total yards, Redskins 360, Giants 303. Passing yards, 178 for the Skins, 266 for the Giants. But hey, they left them away from the end zone. They didn't get in the end zone at all until the last minute of the fourth quarter. That's a good defense. Everybody on the defensive line, in my estimation, in my guesstimation, in my hypothesis, they deserve to be in the Pro Bowl. Matt, Jonathan, Duran, Kerrigan, all of them deserve to be in the Pro Bowl if we had to make that decision right now. Penalties, Redskins 8, Giants 11. Uh, and those were a couple of costly penalties. I know that Adrian Peterson had a couple good runs and there was a Jordan Reed catch call back because of a Vernon Davis a hold. There was an Adrian Peterson run that was called back. We got to fix that. We've got to play disciplined football, especially on the road against an NFC opponent. We got to do it. Uh, Three more times. We got to go to Philly. We got to go to Dallas. Okay. Away games. NFC rivals. We already defeated Dallas at home and we defeated the Giants on the road. We've got to play all of them again. All right. Um, Total return yards. Redskins 20, Giants 30. Uh, total plays from scrimmage. The Redskins 65, the Giants 68. Yards per play. Here's a telling stat. for the skins. 5.5 yards per play. You should have had more than 20 points. You've got to be able to capitalize and get touchdowns. The Giants had a meager 4.5 yards per play. Moving on. uh, You're right here with Cooking the Chicken with DC Sports Talk. Your man, Lou Joe. Um, Let's look at some individual numbers. Alex Smith. 20 completions, 32 attempts. 178 yards that's got to get over 250 in order to be effective in order to be formidable in order to compete in a tough nfc you probably got to go through the saints the vikings or the rams to get to the super bowl not to mention seattle and chicago who are close behind you've got to up that number in terms of your passing yardage you've got to be more effective All right. Rushing. Alex Smith had three attempts for 13 yards, longest being 11 yards. Paul Richardson, that reverse I spoke about seven yards. Peterson, Adrian freaking Peterson, 26 attempts, 149 yards, 5.7 average, with his longest being in the fourth quarter to put the icing on the freaking cake. Sixty four yard run to seal the deal. The man is a beast. I'll go on further to say he's a freaking cyborg. 33 years old and putting up numbers that's exceeding the rookies. He's exceeding Todd Gurley, he's exceeding uh Ezekiel Elliott, he's exceeding Saquon Barkley. This man is running lights out. Nobody can bring him down with one person. You got to gang tackle this guy. Bum shoulder, knee and ankle and the man still runs for 149 yards. He's only getting $1.5 million this year, veterans minimum. Are you serious? And without Adrian Peterson, I will go on record to say this, without Adrian Peterson on the Redskins team right now, we will not, we would not be five and two. This man almost single-handedly has helped Vaunt this team To a 5-2 record Jordan Reed Seven receptions, 38 yards Paul Richardson, two receptions, 34 yards Peterson had that one touchdown Looked amazing And who were the people that said that Adrian Peterson Couldn't catch the ball out of the backfield Where are they now? Quiet Crickets Seven-yard touchdown, Adrian Peterson Josh Doxson, two catches for 20 yards Uh, I'll take that Um, A couple key things to remember, Jordan Reed becomes the second fastest tight end to have 300 receptions behind only Kellen Winslow. That's a Hall of Fame caliber tight end. I'll take that too. He's probably going to be the leading receiver coming at the end of the season. If he can stay healthy, I think Jordan Reed's probably going to lead all receivers this year. I'll give him about 900 yards or so if he stays healthy. He's the best receiver we have on this team, and he's a tight end. It's okay. It's okay. I'll take it as long as we're winning games and he's involved in the game plan. Nobody can check him. I say you do it. Uh, Moving on. Peterson is. He's passed Tony Dorsett. Okay, All time rushing yardage. The next person he has to catch on the list is Eric Dickerson at 13,000 yards. He needs about 900 or so yards to catch Eric Dickerson. Next on the list. Can he get it this season? Maybe. Maybe, but he's got to have a game like yesterday. He's got to have a couple more of those, but on it. He can reach. He can get Eric Dickerson, if not this year, the next year. And I think he's got another year in him. If he's healthy, if he wants to play, I think he wants to play. So pair him with Darius guys and Chris Thompson next year. That is a beast running backfield. Beastly who wants to see either one of those guys coming. Um, Adrian Peterson has rushed for at least 130 rushing yards in three straight games against pretty good defenses in Carolina, in Dallas, and just recently the Giants, who made trades prior to Sunday's game. They traded Eli Apple, and they traded Snacks Harrison. So that didn't help their cause, but guess what? Adrian Peterson's going to run over whoever it is. is. They've He's done it three straight weeks. Run the man. Moving forward. So, what do I think? Um, I think that... Um, as we move forward to Atlanta, um, Atlanta is coming to town. I think that six and two sounds better than five and three. You got to find a way to beat these guys. Okay, they're not the New York Giants. They're not the Arizona Cardinals. They're not the Indianapolis Colts. Um, Atlanta Falcons are coming off a bye. The current record is three and four. They're coming off of two consecutive victories, so they're kind of riding high right now after starting the season one and four. One and four. Who thought Atlanta would be doing that at this stage in the season? I know I didn't. Guess what? They were one and four. They've won two consecutive games. Now they're three and four. They had a bye last week, so they're coming in a little fresh, but they are still banged up. Their starting cornerback is out. Deion Jones, he had foot surgery. He's not due back until November the... 18th. Devontae Freeman, their starting running back, is on injured reserved. They've got a backup in, Tevin Coleman. He's average at best. You can pretty much get him out of the game. If you can hold Ezekiel Elliott and Squam Barkley and Christian Christian McCaffrey, then this guy, I'm not scared of him at all. Looking at it from a defensive perspective. Keep him pedestrian. But the people you do need to worry about, what you do need to worry about, is Matty Ice. Right now, the Falcons are ninth. In points per game. They're number eight in yards per game. You have got to take away their weapons. Who are their weapons? Uh, wide receiver Julio Jones. Wide receiver Calvin Ridley. And wide receiver Muhammad Sanu. They got three of them. That can take it medium or they can take it deep yards after the catch. You got to be able to neutralize these guys. They also have a tight end named Austin Hooper. Okay, so Matty Ice has weapons, even though Devontae Freeman is out. He has weapons. Watch for Julio Jones. If I had some takeaways, their strength is their passing game. The front five, our front five, the defensive front five, Matt, Ryan, Daron, Jonathan Allen. You've got to put pressure on Matty Ice early and often. Same recipe that you did with Dak. Same recipe that you did with Eli. Matty Ice is not an elusive runner like Dak and uh, Cam Newton, but he's got a little more legs than Eli does. He'll get out of, the, get out of a rush and make something happen. So you got to watch for that. I put a linebacker on him the entire game. Also, I'm looking to cover. If I have to double-team Julio Jones, then I got to do what I got to do. But you want to load the box and pressure Matt Uh, Maddie Ice into mistakes. They've been inconsistent. They lost several games. They were one and four. They've strung off two. They're trying to find themselves now. I say you bring them back down to earth. Take away Julio Jones from the intermediate and deep passing routes. Their offensive game plan should include this. If I'm Jay Gruden, I'm going to continue to run heavy dosage of Peterson. I'm going to continue to make clock-eating drives that keep their potentially potent offense off the field. That was the game plan against the Saints, but didn't work too well. I say you follow that recipe. Keep their offense off the field at all costs. You put together long drives and you end those drives with touchdowns. You don't want to get into a shootout with Matty Ice. You don't want to do that. He's another Drew Brees and he's got weapons. Keep their offense off the field. When they are on the field, you get them three and out, and you make them stall drive, make them settle for field goals, you will have to score at least 27 to 30 points in this game if you want to win. They are not good on the road. They're pretty good at home, not as good on the road. They're coming to FedEx Field. You have an opportunity to beat them because their road record is subpar. Attack their corners deep with the mid-range game and in the slot. You got Trey Quinn coming back to practice today, tomorrow. That's huge if Jamison Crowder is out hurt again with that ankle. I think his ankle is worse than we all think. But you get Trey Quinn back. That's an added benefit. That's an added weapon. He has great hands and he can run after the catch. You get the slot guys involved. Your attack their corners deep and mid-range. I get Jordan Reed involved. Continue to keep him in the game plan. He has done excellent. He's got a great set of hands. He's got good speed. The juke that he put on that, um, that corner that was covering him was absolutely unreal. It was a basketball move made on the football field to get that catch. This guy is one of the greatest tight ends that I've ever seen play the game. Jordan Reed. You need to exercise your bootleg rollouts, and you need to be efficient with the screen game. These guys are not that good on defense. Exploit them deep. Exploit the middle of the field. You can do this. You can win this game. I would also consider working Alex Smith from the shotgun because he does not have enough time. The offensive line has been holding up pretty well for the most part, but I would give him another one to two seconds. And I think he's holding on to the ball a little bit too long. So, what I'm going to do is I want to maximize his protection. I want to put him in the shotgun more than less. And I'm going to give him the opportunity to pick his receivers all over the field. Josh Doxon has stepped up. Uh, Vernon Davis is a target. Uh, Maurice Harris made a couple of key grabs. Richardson made a couple of key grabs. You got to get these guys involved in the game. You got to find them separating from their defenders. And you got to get the ball out of your hands. You have to begin to lead your receivers open. You got to throw the ball where the defensive guy cannot get to it and that is the makings that those are the qualities of a good quarterback. All right. That is my game plan for the Falcons. That is my summation of the game against the Giants. I look for 6 and 2 to be highly doable this week. It's a home game. Let's get in there and let's rock it. I love it. Great season guys so far. 5 and 2, leading the division. Uh a game and a half continue to put your foot on the gas and do not let up. The defense is stellar. The offense is sputtering, but you can win games. Defense wins games, but the offense this week, you've got to put up at least 27 points if you want to beat the Atlanta Falcons. My recipe for the week, since the guys are coming from Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, could you kindly bring with you some peaches since Georgia is known for peaches and I want to make some peach cobbler. we going to cook the chicken on Sunday. Bring the peaches. I need peach cobbler. I need the chicken to be cooked, and we shall reign supreme. Once again, six and two on the season. Hail to the Redskins. Couple of trade rumors. I know that Garcon is actually being rumored to be traded from the 49ers. Would you take that trade or not? I understand that also Deshaun Jackson wants to be traded from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because he doesn't like Jamie Winston. But guess what? When Fitzpatrick comes back in the game, then Deshaun plays lights out. Do you still want that trade, Deshaun? Or do you want to stay in Tampa Bay? But I'd say you give both of these guys a look because Crowder's out indefinitely. And they, sh- they- honestly, honestly, these guys should have never left D.C. They should have never left D.C. I would have worked the contract deal out with these guys because they were big targets and threats when they were both here. Garcon is a good receiving wide receiver, a good possession wide receiver, he's tough as nails goes over the middle and it's hard to bring him down Deshaun is a deep threat and he's a speedy guy, do you bring these guys in if so, how much would you give them that's going to be the factor how much money do, do they want but guess what, they can't hurt the team are they hurt, are they healthy, what's up with them I'd give them an evaluation to see what's what, oh yeah, I sure would If you're trying to make a playoff run right now, these guys can definitely add to the bottom line of your offense that is sputtering right now. Maurice Harris, I like his hands, but he may not be the answer long term. Michael Floyd may not be the answer long term. Doxson shows up one day and he's gone tomorrow. Paul Richardson, can he stay healthy? Okay, these are valid, viable questions that you need to ask yourself if you're looking at making a deep run to the playoffs trying to get to the Super Bowl. All right, Peterson, Pro Bowl level player. DJ Swearinger, Pro Bowl level player. Josh Norman actually played a pretty good game yesterday as well. I give the game balls to the defense, the front line. I give the game ball to DJ Swearinger. I give a game ball to uh, Adrian Peterson. Continue to play, young man. I want my peach cobbler on Sunday. Let's get in there and let's cook this chicken. You're right here with your man Lou Joe on DC Sports Talk. I'll holler at y'all next week. Peace. you just heard the podcast of cook the chicken with lewis johnson for advertising opportunities call 540-457-8281